Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Doug and the crew today as we get set for a, a day that hopefully brings better and more well-officiated basketball games than we had a day ago. I'm not complaining about the, the, the outcomes and the craziness, Mike Harmon, but my goodness, if we, if we get those soft touch fouls like we saw yesterday in the Heat and the Bucks, and you got Chris Paul going crazy over Scott Foster, I mean, the rest of these NBA playoffs are going to be anarchy. Well, basically, you, you're just uh, admitting that everything you did wrong in the 80s, 90s, etc., you officiated it incorrectly in the playoffs and that you shouldn't have let them beat the hell out of each other. Everything should have been a foul. Everybody should have been going to the line. Well, we had 71 free throws uh, in, in one of the games yesterday. I mean, just ridiculous. Jump shooters fouled left and right. The controversy at the end. Absolute chaos. By the way, they were able to go to war like they were offensive and defensive linemen down in the low post. That was fine. But if you touched a jump shooter... Shame on you. You got the, the whistle of shame. Uh, it'll be better. But, you know, you woke up with more chaos as well. So uh, all things going around in this sporting universe, uh, happy to be in with you. 
Well, hey, listen, listen. There's, there's just, I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning. There's yeah. things that, that, were, that were okay in the 80s and 90s, things that I did in the 80s and 90s that clearly would be frowned upon today. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to sit back and go through anything that happened in the 80s and 90s, you know, stealing a mailbox or anything, but that would be frowned <laughs> upon today in, 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 the real wor- you know, in the real world. There's changes that have happened, and you know, certain things I've done. Not proud of, but uh, you know, hey, it's, it's part of part of the roadmap of your life and who you are. Why did you try to talk like you were kind of like POB? I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but hey, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. I'm here, I'm Pat O'Brien. Here I am. Uh, so we'll get to all the big news in the NBA coming up in a few minutes because the one guy that needs to stay away from social media for the next 24 hours is clearly Giannis because, oh, my goodness, is he getting pounded. Uh, we'll get to him coming up in a bit, but a big story out of college football has broken today, and now you're getting a bit of a look into why the Big Ten and the Pac-12 postponed playing this fall and are going to try again in the spring. Uh, according to Penn State, they put out a, a story today that around one-third of the athletes in the Big Ten who have tested positive for COVID-19 appear to have myocarditis. This according to Penn State's Director of Athletic Medicine, Wayne Sebastianelli. So again, one-third of the Big Ten athletes who tested positive for COVID-19 appear to have myocarditis. Now, what is myocarditis? It's what you've heard about in the background of the COVID-19 story, but we haven't really it hasn't really come to the forefront yet because we've been focused on you get COVID-19, you're sick for a while, okay, then you get better, right? We're focused on if you know how to not get it, then you get if you do get it, and then how you get better and what you can do to get better. But now the effects of getting COVID-19 are starting to be known, and this is something that Penn State put out to day and myocarditis is an inflammation of the heart muscle that reduces the heart's ability to pump blood and it can be fatal if it's not addressed Uh, according to the Mayo Clinic uh, the Mayo Clinic it's the third leading cause of sudden death in young people so myocarditis is a pretty big deal and here's Penn State saying you know listen uh, you know 30% of people had COVID-19 had this and if it's not taken care of this could really exacerbate and become a terrible condition again it's Wayne Sebastianelli and here's his comments on it from earlier today. Let's take a listen. What has been seen across some of the schools is that some of the athletes infected haven't really recovered their full pulmonary function. And, and sort of they, it just, they just don't train as hard as they normally can. They, their tolerance has decreased. And, and, and so whether that's heart-related or lung-related, we really don't know yet. And it is just another variable of change of performance that has to be reevaluated over time. Now, what heart muscle inflammation can do if it's if it becomes a real serious problem, it could lead to uh, conduction uh, delays or the electric, electrical signals across the heart muscle could be uh, altered. So it could lead to either a fast rhythm or a slow rhythm or lead to, you know, very, very fatal rhythm that that's called ventricular fibrillation or ventricular tachycardia. I'm not going to try to pronounce those things at the end. Just know that myocarditis, what he was talking about, <laughs> how serious is that it is. And there's there's two big things to, to know coming off this. Number one is that you can see college football just like everything else. The return to play is breaking along political lines, right? The South and the lower Midwest are ready to play. Let's go back. We should play. Everything is safe. The West Coast is saying – we're going to hang on a bit, and the upper Midwest saying we want to hang on a bit. Swing states like Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio and Pennsylvania are leaning, but not for certain. You have many factions in the Big Ten that want to play. You have some in the factions of the Big Ten that don't want to play. Hence, you know, it's playing out exactly how it is politically. And, and that's where we're going to, to come along with this because – what I've seen, regardless of the, the, the political side you're on, right? This is, this is a true for, for both sides. If you are, hey, COVID-19, we can get past it. We should play. We should be doing our lives like normal, and they should be playing football. Or if it's, we should wait. We should be careful. We don't know a lot about this. There's one thing you can say for certain about both of these sides, Mike, and that is that I feel like no one has done the deep enough dive they're supposed to to figure out, okay, what can we do for college football to make the right decision? Because if you want to play, 
if you, you're saying we're playing, if you're the SEC and the ACC, we want to play, we want to play, what, what have we seen from them? They're just focused on we don't have any positive tests, we're doing it the right way, we're ready, we can keep playing. There's nothing on, well, what happens if you do get it and what could be the results of it if you wind up uh, uh, having COVID-19, you try to come back too early. Can myocarditis be something that affects you? And from the other side, you have the school saying, hey, we, we, we don't want to play. Well, wait a minute. If you don't have any positive tests, can you do it? If, if you do it the right way, you, we've, we've seen some schools saying, listen, we've had no positive COVID-19 tests for the past three weeks. Other schools are not doing it right, and, 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 that's, and that's part of it too. But, hey, wait a minute. If you can see if you can do it right and, and not get positive COVID-19 tests, why can't you do it? It's no People are going as far as they can to support the opinion that they have. That if you want to play, you don't want to look into the fact that, that what, happen, what happens could really in, injure the players and keep them unhealthy and, and maybe kill some of them. And if you don't want to play, you don't want to look at the fact that, well, maybe we can reopen if you do it safe. Ah, I don't like it. This is where leadership in college football is such a mess because you need somebody to be able to say, this is the direction we're going, this is the direction we're taking. You don't have the true college football commissioner. You have conferences that are allowed to make their own decision. Well, we're going to play, we're not going to play. And then within conferences, you have the school presidents who are making their decision. Well, we could play or not play, and our school could play or not play. And, and this, is, this is not a system that can work. You know, I think that we talk about all oh, the NCAA needs to figure out a system better to make sure payers get, uh, players get paid and things get taken care of more. But this is where you clearly notice a lack of leadership in that who's really making decisions. Uh, there's nobody. It's okay. This is what we think. Well, this conference X thinks this. Conference Y thinks this. Within that conference, the school president thinks this. School presidents, think, and you are you are split on all levels. And there's no leadership to say this is how we're going to do it. This is the right way we should do it. They always say in times of stress, we look to our leaders, and you find out you know who's got strong leadership and who doesn't. And I look at this with college football, and I go, man, there is just no leadership anywhere to be found. Well, it's just a microcosm of everything else we face, isn't it? Uh, when you talk about federal versus states, right? See, you brought up politics. I'll go right there with you. Uh, is, you know, the things that you fight about saying, well, should states be handling things of their own accord? We live in California. How do you think it's going? I, you know, there's, there's a lot to it uh, that as you go through state to state, different rates of infections, different ways of handling things. And, you know, the, the big thing is transparency, and that's what you're hoping for, right, is that as things are learned, that you have some level of communication, not only within the schools, let's face it, what, what's a lot of the Big Ten stuff about? The players, the families that have committed to go to the schools, they're just like, can you just be straight with us and tell us what went into the decision making? Right. Part of what the lawsuit and the fears and what I think got them back to the table, as many will dismiss it, is the the idea that, you know, there's stuff being said or back and forths uh, between the school heads that that they may not want showing up in a in a transcript and, and having to be discussed over the course of the next few months. And I, I think for each each conference, you know, I, I don't know that you need and can have the college football czar that everybody looks to now and again, you know, thinking that that's going to be the easy answer. Every time they've put a committee or anybody in charge, it's failed miserably. Uh, and when we went to, all right, we'll schedule only conference games, you applauded it. Why? Because you didn't have to fight about rules. All right, we have our own rules. The schools have to follow them, and we move on. And just like in the larger world, you're, you're trying to figure out what works for your small town, mid-sized city, or large metropolis, you know, what works in, in the getting business and the work back in full effect. And a lot of it comes down to risk assessment, Jason, right? Even in this, you say 30 35%. All right, give me some more details and data points of what we're talking about here. Not that, you know, myocarditis shouldn't be a, you know, a frightening, hey, you hear that, uh, and, it, and it certainly raised your eyebrow because we heard about it about a month ago, right, the first mm-hmm. couple of things with the Big Ten, but then it went away. Okay, if that's, if that's one of the main pressing reasons why you're uncertain and, and not willing to commit to the season right now, then you know what you should be doing? A full-page run of here's our findings based on these athletes. 
you know, the anecdotal evidence isn't going to be enough to sway folks when we're talking about a so much money involved, b the lives of these athletes, the good or the bad. Well, and, and that's the thing, and is that why are we just hearing about this now? Right, but I could also say why hasn't the SEC talked about this with players who test well, positive for COVID nineteen? But that's the other you question, know, Jason, right? right? And that's right. But that but again, that's my transparency point, is that, and disclosure. Right. Well, look and look. There's an ESPN story today that half the schools that they canvassed about their dealing with COVID-19 uh, declined to share data about the tests their programs have had to date. College football has been able to operate under a cloak of secrecy. And this is where I mean when leadership is, is, is starkly absent. Because look at all the other sports that are playing and have figured things out, right? The NBA, they're back, right? They have Adam Silver. They work things out. Awesome. Okay, great. Commissioner Adam Silver did it. Commissioner Gary Bettman, as bad a commissioner as he has been, he got it done. And look at the NHL playoffs are rolling through. No pop Positive COVID tests, everything is great. National Football League, Roger Goodell, agree or disagree, we are strong, we are going forward, this is how we're doing it, and the NFL is getting set to play. We haven't seen them play yet, but they're making all the progressions. Look at college football. Who's their commissioner? Who's their leader? Who's their – they don't have one. So this is why we are where we are, where there's no one to say, hey, let's have more info on myocarditis, or hey, let's look in this direction and see really how big a deal is it for athletes coming up right now. Because you can take the data and turn it into any argument you want to. But the, you see all the sports that are coming back and all the ones that look like we are, we are on a good pace right now and everything is working, and what's the biggest mess? College football. Why? Because they don't have leadership at the top. I mean, that, that, that's really what it is. One way or the other, there's got to be some kind of uniting force that says, this is where we're going. You can have people disagree, and you could have some schools that say, I don't like this, I don't like that, but you do it because this is how the sport's going to go forward as a whole. You have to be together on things, right? We talk about it in life all the time. Hey, we're all in this, in this together, no matter what you think, whatever side of whatever political aisle or what you believe in, you're on. We're all in it together. College football has yet to realize that we're all in this together, and there's no one to make them, to grab them by the lapels and say, we're all in this together. Let's figure it out. And this is why you have where we have right now. Half the schools are going to trying to postpone to the spring. Half the schools trying to play right now. And I guarantee you, with this report today about myocarditis being a big deal, there will be a report coming up later on today from somewhere that hey, there's no lasting effects of COVID nineteen depending on the severity of the of the case you get. And and that's going to be the push to that that schools who want to play say, look, we don't have any positive tests. Look at this report right here. I mean, that's just how it's going to go. You're going to be able to find the support you want to to support the the angle and the opinion that you have and that's what I mean by the fact that boy you really need you really need somebody to come in and say all right guys this is all a these are all like little kids running around two kids want to be in the corner two kids want to be over here one kid is eating paint yeah you can't have any yeah you got to have them all together sitting at a table trying to figure things out yeah, it, it is a, a difficult proposition, and it's always been that way, right? Self-interest of states, self-interest of conferences as you go through. We go back to the Dana White at the beginning. Look, put his politics aside for those of you that want to get mad about him his speaking at, at the Republican National Convention, whatever else. From the straight sports perspective, he was an open book, or at least – purported to be saying here's how we did this here's our data and our procedures go from there college football they don't even want you in the practices to see who's lining up anywhere right with the pros the most interesting thing to come out of hard knocks at this point has been all right what are whatever they've given us on protocols no disrespect to the chargers and rams there's no you know lightning rod story running with them so it's the protocols, the Broncos and their sanitizing mist as they walk onto the field, all of those things. Those are curiosities. For college football, you're raising your hand going, all right, what do you guys got? And waiting for more information. And, yes, I did my, I'm did my. i starting to do my little research on myocarditis. It says that you can, you know, it, with treatment and, and early detection, it goes away in three to six months or perhaps sooner with no lasting effects. But here we are in a new world order. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome inside. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in for Doug today. And, oh, boy, do we have some NBA to get to from last night with all the crazy-ass officiating that went on and Giannis. <laughs> but uh, the big news today in the NBA, and this is going to be just a fascinating experience. If you have seen uh, Nets Nash trending today, it's not Niecy Nash, although it could be because she got married the other day. Yeah, she it's just got Nets married. Nash. It's, yeah, it's, yes, Niecy Nash got married. Nets Nash is today. So Niecy Nash headline Wednesday. Nets Nash headline on Thursday. Uh, Steve Nash 
has agreed to terms a four-year deal to coach Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets next season. Already, Steve, he's the next Steve Kerr. Oh, because he's white and his name is Steve. Oh, he's the next Steve Kerr. He's going to be great. He was a guard. They were both guards. Yes, he's going to be awesome. You know, suddenly now, Steve Nash is thrust into a position where this is what's going to be fascinating is because he's got all kinds of cachet as a former superstar player. But here he is now walking into a situation in Brooklyn in which now the entire locker room from last year to this year is going to be upset and 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 turned around with the and I, I don't mean upset I mean it's going to be there's going to be turnover because now you're going to have <laughs> Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving who are going to be the leaders of this team there all the time actually playing and is does he have enough cachet to get the buy-in from KD? And from Kyrie Irving, because that's going to that if if he does, Brooklyn's going to be awesome. If he doesn't, it's going to be a really tough road because, you know, Kevin Durant couldn't be happy playing for Steve Kerr. And I'm not saying Steve Kerr and Steve Nash, but if you can't be happy playing for Steve Kerr in that situation, yes, I know you didn't like Draymond Green. Steph Curry's always been a very accommodating superstar, but if you couldn't live and 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 thrive and like it enough in Golden State, which is where every NBA star would like to be, then you're going to have issues with just about anybody. And now you throw in Kyrie Irving and the daily soap opera that he is, you have no idea what he's going to say or do any day he wakes up. You have no idea when he's going to play, when he's going to not be in the lineup this is where I look at Steve Nash and I go man I I like Steve Nash a lot I think he can be a good head coach but this is a lot to throw a guy in who has never coached before into a situation where as talented as KD and Kyrie Irving are they're a handful and I I I I would say if I had to put my chips on one side the Nets are going to say boy we should have gone with someone who's been through the wars that has a bit of of more cachet that can understand how to deal with situations and high profile players who are who can be divas and who are very outspoken as you try to keep the ship going I, I don't know that Steve Nash was the right guy for this he could be great someplace else where it's a little bit less pressure and you're trying to fit things in and you're building something hey I'll listen to Steve Nash because of of what he's done throughout his career, but Kevin Durant's got championships. You know, Kyrie Irving's got championships, and here comes Steve Nash, and you're going to go, where's your ring, Steve? Yeah, listen, uh, okay, I kind of hear what you're saying, but I'm kind of going to do my own thing. This is a real tough thing to say, yeah, go ahead, Steve Nash. I think they needed more of 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 a person who has been through it before to take this job. Au contraire, mon frere. I'll throw that at you. How do you like that? It was, um, it, was, look, it, was, it was a mouthful for you to say. I know that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But I got it out. Uh, look, the, the point of this is nobody's coming in to be the head coach without KD and Kyrie Irving giving their blessing, right? Nash has a, a previous experience and, and relationship with KD, kind of helping things out when KD was in Golden State. So you have that. You know, I, I thought you were going to start with the obvious one of your guy, you know, screaming his head off about it, uh, saying that Steve Nash is there, you know, because he's a white guy, uh, which is problematic because he's just the latest in a long line of point guards that got a job either coming straight from a broadcast booth or right out of their playing career. Not to mention Magic Johnson, who coached, you know, inexplicably for 16 games, going back to, uh, what, 1993. So you, you have all of, all of that flowing out. I, I think you got a, you got a two-time MVP. You got a Hall of Famer. You got a guy who was always respected for, you know, running running point and, and leading a team. Also been in charge of a lot of stuff for the Canadian team, and you could dismiss that along the way. But, you know, you go through the checklist of the guys that are out there that were, you know, in consideration. Well, Ty Lue is supposedly going to be the Sixers' new guy, or at least that's the latest report there. Um, you got to deal with, with KD, right? And you're asking about the buy-in. Mark Jackson's been a commentator for a while. You don't think he's probably made a comment or two about KD's social media that KD didn't like? Think those two guys are getting along? Nope, scratch him off. Uh, and then we could start going down the list uh, of, of the other considerations. It, it all comes down to do you have that relationship? Do you have that trust? And do you have the buy-in of those guys? Jacques Vaughn is still going to stay there as an assistant. Uh, according to these reports, and now there's still jobs open. Who knows if he suddenly becomes a candidate and leaves? But you got a guy that that's around the team, and if he had gotten the gig, right, he'd been with them, led them to a pretty good bubble run. But if they had full confidence, they would have promoted him. No, 
right? Mm-hmm. If oh, they, sure. If they got, right, but I mean, if the guys in the locker room really had voted to say, you know what, that's our guy. But KD and Kyrie weren't there. They didn't immerse themselves down there. And, you know, in terms of their connectivity to the team before the shutdown even occurred, you know, how much were they around and paying attention and really, you know, integrated to the day-to-day operations? Not quite sure. But when we look at it here, you take a shot, right? Guy, the high basketball IQ, but he's a Hall of Famer. And it may work. It may fail spectacularly. But you can't say that it didn't happen without the superstars signing off. Well, of course signing off. Steve Nash, yeah, that's fine. But then what happens when you get in and Steve Nash makes a decision that they don't agree with? Or a couple of decisions happen that they well, don't agree with? Well, that's going to happen what, with anybody. Happen? Right, right. But, but, it, but at least you could say, listen, this is a guy that has coached X and Y superstars. This is a guy that's won a championship. This is a guy that's done these things. You need to listen to him, and you have more time to buy in and, and, and impact what your philosophy and how you want to do things are. If you don't have that, they're not going to listen to you. Right, but I mean, who it's, else are you a, getting? Phil Jackson's a, not coming out of the desert. Oh, Phil, come on. Phil Jackson's asleep now. You just woke him up now. now well, he, I, he, I tried. Why, why do you want to do that? Greg Popovich Jackson? clearly wasn't one that wanted the gig. <laughs> and he was selling his house, too. Right, it was, right. It was right. Like the house is up for sale. It's like, He's oh, the connection his house in San Antonio. Exactly. No, but there's, Look, but you have players that you have people that have won. You talk about Ty Lu being somebody. Uh, there's coaches out there that have that kind of cachet that have done it. Hey, it doesn't have to be a championship. It can be, hey, what was this like? Oh yeah, dude, he coached me. It was awesome. And oh, okay, you know, because KD will call other stars. Hey, what was? Oh yeah, no, he coached me. It was awesome. Hey, uh, what what do you think, Steph, of of Mark Jackson? Boy, Mark Jackson made me my who I am right now. I mean, Steve is great, but he got me Mark from Jackson A to B. Me, okay, great. So there's other players that will. That that you have to be able to get along and have your superstars buy in. And is it, it sounds great now because you're in the honeymoon phase. You haven't had to make any decisions yet. But when the decisions are made by someone that's not made them, you're not going to believe in them for the length of time you need to to get them to be able to impact the team. It's going to be, yeah, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. L- look at Frank Vogel, right? He gets the gig, and what happens? The Lakers get out to a huge uh, lead early, and they coast through the regular season. All of this, remember, what was the story coming in? Jason Kidd's going to wind up being the head coach middle of the season. Well, right? nothing he's, else. He's he might, be the there was coach, a lot right? of concern that he'd take him out. Yeah, he's there's going to be a fight. He's going to leave him somewhere. He's going to leave him in the desert like it's Breaking Bad, and, and he's going to be gone. <laughs> wow. But the Lakers get out to a, to a big run early, so there's no pressure. Had the Lakers meandered out like they did the first year under LeBron, that would have been, hey, Frank Vogel can't do it. Jay Kidd, you ready? You ready to go, man? This might be all-star break. This might be a little bit earlier. So he had to get out to a big start, or the players weren't going to buy in. He might not even have been the coach. I mean, the pressure on to take it, it's a big risk. It's a big, big risk, sure. and, and when it comes to it, it's okay, it's KD and it's Kyrie Irving, and no matter what, you can't tell me Kyrie is going to be happy. You can't tell me that, and you can't tell me what's going to happen with Kevin Durant because the guy, he just never seems to be basketball happy in any situation he's in. Winning championships, oh, it's not enough. I'm not getting the credit enough. i got to leave. i got to go do it on my own. I thought I was going to get credit, but no, I was part of the machine at Golden State, even though I have a couple of NBA Finals MVPs. He, he, how are you going to do this? What's going to be able to, to flip the switch? and keep these guys happy, and that's my point about Steve Nash. No, I, I get that, I, certainly. It's just the, the old, if we're, if we're going to you know say that this isn't the right answer, we got to figure out who that other guy was. Mark Jackson did a good job from A to B, baby. He's the A to B coach, <laughs> and then he went back to the broadcast booth, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's well, been hey, out look, of the game. No, but, the but that's where a lot of these guys came from, and that was a lot of the criticism of Nash is, well, he hasn't coached before. It's like, well... How many other guys were were logging their their many weary miles for TNT? I mean, Steve Kerr uh, and a number of other guys that were doing the job and they did it well. But then they went straight into coaching. Sometimes it's going to work. And how many times have we seen big time athletes go and try to coach? And it's a miserable experience because the the players can't do it like they did or make it look easy. You know those kind of things. So it's this. This will be an interesting experiment because you got two guys coming off of long layoffs where expectations are high, right? Even half the team opted out of the bubble. They still went five and three. So you know, guys off the street became heroes. So we'll see what happens for 2021. But Steve Nash, I gotta say this: Go Broncos! 
MBA from Santa Clara, so I got look at you. Up. I knew you're just getting Santa Clara in because I I, I, I got I, it. I see right through you. And finally, Jason and Michael, I am delighted to report that we have breaking NBA Twitter beef news. Oh, okay, very it good. Beef. All right, all started with former NBA forward Richard Jefferson tweeting, "Giannis might be a Pippin." There, I said it. He needs his Jordan. Former NBA guard Jay Williams then tweeted. So LeBron was a Pippin with D. Wade once. Nothing wrong with that until you get over the hump. Well, a short time ago, LeBron James himself <laughs> replied, and I quote, explain to me what the bleep I got to do with this subject matter. I'm over here minding my damn business preparing for Houston. And by the way, I ain't never been nobody but my damn self. Crown emoji, bleep. Unquote. On that note, Jason and Michael, crown emoji back to you. Thanks a bunch, Ayal. I love <laughs> how <emoji>. serious, <laughs> you know, that, that's one thing. I love how serious everybody, all athletes take social media, right? LeBron, you don't have to respond to this. You don't have to. It's social media. You could be away from Twitter. It's okay. No, no, now wait a minute. Now why am I, bro? Just ignore it. Ignore it. I mean, look, I feel like. Look, the older you get, obviously, the more experience you have with things. And social media is something that is that has come of age in the past 10 or 15 years. But what people fail to re understand is that it's an optional exercise. If someone's talking about you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. You could easily have gone through this and not said anything. And no one's going to say, why is LeBron not responding to this story about Giannis and Pippen and Jordan? No, LeBron, because you don't have to worry about it. But athletes take it so seriously. And that's why anything they say in social media is a big deal, because they take it seriously. This is not, oh, I saw this and I'm on my way to pick up my dry cleaning I'll, I'll have a fun tweet back and boom and then suddenly it turns into something no 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 this is wait a minute now someone said something on social media and I need to make sure that this gets out there Th this is why anything that happens with an athlete social media wise clicking the like button or the retweet button is always a bigger deal because it's a big deal to them it's the same thing as them saying it themselves in a post game press conference locker room, whatever else they're doing it it's a big deal that's the message that is out there so well, let's see what's that's great the big is, thing. Yeah, there's another step in this, though. There's another person who chimed in mm -hmm. on this conversation that Ilo missed. Mm. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Quote, <laughs> I'm not Giannis. I don't have back-to-back -back MVPs, parenthetical. He will in a matter of days. And he's not me. The question is, who were you as a player? Crying, <laughs> laughing emoji right back at you, Richard Jefferson. <laughs> So, you know, you add that layer to it, it's even yeah. better. But but I got to say, this is good because it's another spinoff showing the sensitivity and the hyper-attentiveness. And whenever anybody says, I don't hear the the stuff people are saying, uh, you know they're liars uh, on all other levels. And for LeBron, uh, Zero Dark 23 is not a thing this year. This mm. is what you get, man. Yeah. This is why you, you shut down social media during the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, even even Kevin Love tweeted out, today I'm only here for Richard Jefferson versus Scottie Pippen. Right? Like, <laughs> now, now I'm only here for this. That's all I want on Twitter today. Uh, we'll have more on that coming up in a few minutes. But speaking of Giannis, look, the, we said it last night on our show, the beginning of the show today. Giannis is the guy that's got to stay away from the television set and social media for at least 24 hours because he is getting internet and television murdered over the Bucks being down 0-2. Now, we have the officiating aspect of it, which we'll get into coming up in about 20 minutes, but he is getting absolutely crushed, and now it's paper MVP, playoff choker. Look, he misses two free throws with 40 seconds left. It could have been a different outcome of Game 2 against the Heat. He comes down and for some reason pushes Jimmy Butler as he's falling to the ground on the final play yesterday. Butler yeah. goes to the free throw line to hit the free throws. Now, was he fouled? No, of course not, but why would you put your hand on Jimmy Butler at all? I mean, that's just a stupid play by Giannis. Come down and stay away. You got called for the foul because you were dumb. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was just stupid, Giannis, so you're getting it. But wait a minute, I got back-to-back -back MVP. Yeah, no, sorry. You're also the defensive player of the year, but I'm calling the foul on you here. 
And and he is getting he is getting crushed because what he has failed to do in the playoffs has been elevate his team to the next level. And when I watch Giannis play, and I see him play in this first round, what it, what's going on the first couple of games? Every time he goes into the into the paint, there's three players there for him, and he's got to come back out. He has not found a way to be able to dish or open up the offense where other players can be dangerous. He has not found a way to elevate his team. He reminds me of Peyton Manning. All right, now Peyton Manning throughout his career, you can say, oh, Peyton Manning had playoff failures. Peyton Manning had one level of excellence, right? He played and prepared for week six like he prepared for the AFC Championship game. And, and that's very admirable, and that's kind of what Giannis does. Giannis gives you the same, the same type of effort and preparation, big games in the regular season or on any random night in February that he does in the playoffs. But the issue is most of the other teams – all hit another level when they're in the postseason. And if you can't adjust to that, well, you're going to get beat half the time. Peyton Manning's overall playoff record was 12-13. and 13. It wasn't terrible. You know, it's not like he was 3-15. and 15. No, he was 12-13. and 13. Why? Because he had the one level of excellence. He was the same in Week 6 he was in the AFC title game. And many times, because teams morph and do different things and hit a new level themselves, he couldn't adjust to it because he had the one level. And Giannis hasn't found that next level of, okay, okay, you're raising your game. This is what I need to do a little bit differently to be able to affect the game and impact the game and not just be someone that, hey, they're going to let me score 25 to 30 points and not let me really affect the game everywhere else. And look where you are. You're down 0-2 to the Miami Heat. Now, the, it, the Bucks are a bad matchup for the Heat, but still Giannis has to figure out that way of saying, okay, how do I raise my level in the playoffs because he's going to wind up being Peyton Manning if he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, well, you brought up the stats uh, that anytime the the Manning goat thing happened, it was like, all right, look at the uh, the playoff record and let's just go from there. Uh, considering a lot of those guys are now going into the Hall of Fame along, and he will too, right? But when we look at Giannis, you haven't elevated your game. Like Manning, while he was at full throttle, you know, it was consistent, right? With with Giannis. He, you don't have consistent mid or mid range game or three point shot. He's going to the basket, and as much as they're calling fouls on jump shooters, which we'll get into in a much bigger way, they're not calling fouls down low. So the path to the basket is stopped underneath. He's got nowhere to go. So you're giving it up to an inferior, you know, a contributor on your squad. Plus, if you're not going to be efficient at the foul line, you're not helping yourself. That, and they're not giving him superstar calls, as you talked about with the bogus fall on Jimmy Butler at the end. So, you know, <laughs> what do the referees think of him in this process? See, he's not elevated to that superstar status. And, you know, the crux of the argument is there. Chris Middleton, is he good enough to propel you to that next level? Big game last night, but there, there are a lot of games where he shrinks away. So the answer is probably no. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. 
the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Happy Thursday. A uh, lot of big news to get to. We've covered a lot of it. We got some more coming your way because every day at this time, as you know, we like to play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Isaac Lohenkron, welcome inside. Uh, what do we have today? A little bit of guess who, correct? Guess we who. Do. Let's start with some somewhat breaking news. Guess who is the NFL team that is just named officially its starting quarterback? Oh, uh, the New York Jets. It's going to be Joe Flacco when he gets healthy. No. <laughs> uh, <sighs> wishful thinking strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I know it's not the Bears. Otherwise, no. my phone would have been blowing up. No. So, oh, no. oh, I know. I know. That Tampa mean, Bay, it's going to be Tom Brady. No. They, they, they made that decision. Yes, that's, that's a hot take. How about his former team? Very good. New England Patriots a short time ago. The news getting out that this morning, Mr. Happy Pants, a.k.a. Bill Belichick, named Cam Newton the Patriots' starting quarterback this morning at a team meeting. Kind of had to because Jared Stidham has been struggling immensely. So just remember, every time you hear the, oh, in the offseason, Jared Stidham is completely the guy. He's going to take over the NFL this year. It's a load of crap because he couldn't beat out Cam Newton, who was sitting at home up until a month ago. So realize that sometimes you just get fed stuff by the PR spin. Jared Stidham was never the guy. All right. Guess who are the two frontrunners in the Giannis sweepstakes, according to Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports? Uh, the Knicks and the Knicks. No. Uh, Balls. I sense a certain... No. <laughs> New York Chicago sensitivity <laughs> on this uh, show today. Uh, I'm going to say that? the Miami Heat are one of them. Yeah. Correct. All right. And the Phoenix Suns. Oh no. Oh. You got the, Who's the other team. You got the weather wrong. 
Oh, the Green Bay Packers. No. Nope. <laughs> that'll really t- nope. Hey, that'll really tick off Aaron Rodgers. Boy, <laughs> You're bringing in Giannis? Yeah. Come on, man. It's not even the same sport. <laughs> but it's the same state. It's okay. It works okay. You're getting uh, Who's the other big favorite? You're, you're getting warmer and colder at the same time. Let's put it that oh, way. Warmer, warmer and colder. Do I have I to do, start I singing Oh Canada? I didn't know. Oh, the Raptors. That's yeah. right. Oh, how about that? I should have said the Grizzlies. That would have been much more fun. No, I'll completely believe believe the Heat. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Especially if they get they get knocked out by the Heat. The Heat have everything. You add a super duper star. Oh no, no, I'll completely buy the Heat. I love it. Finally, real quick, guess who just announced plans to put a sports book at their historic <laughs> stadium? Yeah, Mark Davis. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boy, talk about an I upset, huh? I love this huh? game. I that, love the I love that. That's I great. In this one. No, sadly, I know this one because it will uh, offer more cash to the Cubs. Yeah. It is a Wrigley Field. Correct, oh. Well, because wow. they were on, the, they were ahead of the game on scalping. By the way. <laughs> That should be the motto of this. We were ahead of the game on scalping. They were. It's game time. Now we're going to be ahead of the game on. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. You think I'm lying? I like that game. No, no, I know. That was a good game. Let's do that again. (laughs) I know. I like Guess Who. I like just the one-liners I can throw out there. That's fun. (laughs) Knicks. Uh, Coming up next, all the big drama in the NBA. If you told me the NBA was fixed after last night, I couldn't disagree with you, Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.